how to streamline your hobby activities before turning it into a business in this episode of the Makers and Nerds podcast. So let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of the Makers and Nerds podcast, where I chat with makers and nerds all about their hobbies and passions and how they are making money with it. I'm your host, Marcelo Lewin, a maker and a nerd. In today's episode, I speak with Karen Corliss, a maker and a project manager, all about how to streamline your hobby making activities so that you can scale your hobby into a full business. But before I bring her on, I just want to remind you to check out makersandnerds.com to join our community of makers and nerds helping each other make money with our hobbies. All right, let's get Karen on. Karen, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you here. Thanks for having me. So let's get started. Are you a maker, a nerd, or both? Um, I consider myself more of a maker than a nerd, although I do nerd out on some things. Um... I, my definition of maker for my personal self is if someone yeah. who makes something from scratch, who makes something from nothing, um, I tend to consider myself a nerd in my day job offerings because I drill down pretty heavily in my day job uh, activities. Um, so you're, you're a data nerd, right? I know we spoke a little uh, bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm a data nerd. I, I build spreadsheets in particular to my my liking, and I kind of consider myself a little bit of a nerd in that regard. Got it. So you call yourself a nerd, obviously a maker. We will talk about that a bit more. But um, so what is being a nerd? Being a nerd means many things to different people. I always like to ask, what does it mean to you? Um, so my, my nerdiness stems on a deep dives into a particular subject. And, you know, I, I tend to do that in my day job. I tend to do that when I'm, you know, developing new products for my homemade business. Um, I'll deep dive, I'll, you know, Google to the earth's end <laughs> of right. things. Um, and, uh, just, just keep drilling down until I get the information I'm looking for. So really being focused and like finding that answer is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I get hyper-focused sometimes, you know, I'm up till two and three in the morning and just trying to find that last piece of data. What, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, but that's part of being a nerd is being passionate, right? About something, right? And to you data, I spoke to another person. He's passionate about privacy. I mean, we all have our passions. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. So let's talk a little bit about your background. You're a project manager during the day. And today we're talking about processes and streamlining those processes so you can go from hobby to business, which doesn't sound as sexy as like, I'm just going to build something with <laughs> Arduino, right? But that's cool because we really need to do this if we want to make that change. So tell us a little bit about, about your background as a project manager and how that can relate to a hobby. Yeah, so um, I see my project management role both in my personal life, my maker life, and my day job life as a as a puzzle master. You know, putting the multiple puzzle pieces together. And whenever I tell someone that I'm a project manager, I get kind of this groan. You know, <laughs> oh, because you know people are like they work for project managers, and they're just like, oh, that person makes my life you know, messed up. Um, so I try to be the, I'm like the friendly project manager, <laughs> you know, it's like, right. I, uh, I, I put things, you know, put people on the, on the right bus in the right seat. 
make sure I have uh, everything in place that I need to move the team forward. And I do that for myself in my, my personal endeavors too, because I obviously can't start a project until I have all the pieces, um, until I have all the pieces and until I have all the information. Right. Um, so try to keep, keep everything, keep everybody moving in the right direction in the same direction, really, you know, and, and it's, uh, it, it's a lot of head, head puzzle calculations happening at every minute, every step of the way. Well, during the day, I also have my full-time job. And to me, project managers are extremely important, right? Because that's what keeps the thing going and keeps that project on, on time, on budget, and, and get it to a finish point. So I think it's really important. But now people are listening to this going, wait a minute, we're not talking about business here. Why are we talking yeah. about this stuff? This is about hobby, right? So, but but it, it is an important part of of a hobby to business procedure that you have to go through so explain how do how can we project manage our hobbies yeah so um kind of the way i step through it when you first i guess when you're first making something or designing something there's there's steps involved so each step has a particular uh, product material data you know information assigned to it but I mean, the goal that I see in project management with my own personal uh, endeavors is that I want to keep things moving. Like right. I want to keep things moving forward. And um, I think, you know, in my past, you know, it's just like I, I nerd out on mm -hmm. yarn, for example, and I acquire all of this yarn without having a plan to use it. So my project management brain says, oh, what are you going to do with it? Um, and a lot of times my project management brain says, stop buying yarn. <laughs> you know? So stop buying fabric because, you know, going into kind of business mode, uh, it costs money to hold on to, you know, right. 200 skeins of yarn and, you know, 200 bolts of fabric. So um, my project management brain takes that to my hobby level and say, oh, I don't really need any more yarn, but maybe I need purple yarn, you know, very specific items. Mm -hmm. So um I, I, I use, I use those, that thinking every day, even, you know, when I'm making a, a pot holder or something, you know, it's just like, how much yarn do I have? How much do I need? How many things am I going to make? Um, how much is it going to cost? Um, do I buy it in bulk? Do I buy it individually? Where do I buy it? There's, there's all these tiny little decisions that if you're not thinking through the entire process, you might miss one and then you end up stopped. You're actually stopped. You're like, oh, I need to order this part. You know, that right. sort of thing. Right. No, and so. that that's extremely important, right? If, and again, this is the thought process if you want to go from hobby to business. If you're just doing a hobby, you, you, you know, I mean, it does help where you can cut back on cost too. One <laughs> thing I didn't ask you, which I asked everybody and I forgot, I will ask you now and then we'll continue on with the, the processes is what do you make? Tell us a little bit real quick about ah, what you make because we yeah. skipped that question. That's important. Right. I guess you're we did maker. skip that question. I'm a maker. Yeah. So um, my original make trade, I call it, you know, is sewing fabric, uh, sewing, I initially started sewing clothes for Barbies when I was eight, you know, oh, and wow. I just kind of graduated to my own clothes. And I was that, that, that girl in high school making my own clothes, kind of the odd girl out, you know, and then, um, you know, I kind of got into career mode, stopped sewing and making, and then, um, yeah. Later on in life, I, I started making kind of personal care products for myself. Mm -hmm. um, candles, lotions, lip balm, um, you know, heat therapy wraps, um, 
I play with concrete and I have done glass etching. So there's kind of the business side of my making. And then there's like, Hey, let me try this thing out. Cause I can, <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. now that's, that's a lot of hobbies you have, but I'm sure you found a common thread coming back now to processes and activities. You found common thread. So how do you take all those hobbies and break them down into activities that you can set processes for? Um, so I, I normally do that from a, um, cost of goods sold and how much I can sell them for. Explain um, that real quick. Cost and, of goods sold. Yeah. So, um, it, uh, I love spreadsheets. So, um, <laughs> I, you know, I look at my data really and say, well, how much profit am I making on this particular thing? And then I'll think through my head, okay, I need to spend X amount of time doing this product versus this one. Cause this one makes me, you know, a smaller profit margin mm -hmm. and I'm strictly from business. And I'm, I guess I'm lucky because I really enjoy like my hobby and my business side of the hobby. I, I enjoy the making part of it. It's not a chore for me, but I do keep in mind that I, I need to understand where I'm spending my time in order to um, make sure I'm doing the, the optimum product that particular day. So I'll go throughout the month, you know, 20, 30 hours a month. I mean, it sound, doesn't sound like a lot, but I carve that up into different products that I make and say, oh, I'm going to spend four hours on this product, two hours on that. Right. I'll do this one, you know, while I'm on a plane, you know, some of the, the things I make, I can do portable, like when I'm flying. <laughs> right. So I really break it out into kind of what, how much time I need to spend on each item. Because do you assign a value to your to your time? I do. Yeah. So how important is that for um, for a business? It's pretty important. It's for for me personally. I think it's important for a business as well because um, if you look at kind of going back to the spreadsheets, you can do an analysis. You can do a spreadsheet if we program it right. It'll actually do an analysis for you on where you should be spending your time. Um, so see. it's. Um, it's really important for me because I do have the day job uh, as well. So I only have a set amount of time right. to, to make, you know, in the evenings, on the weekends and that sort of thing. So I'm really particular on where I spend my time. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Now, so we spoke about uh, all these activities. How are they? And then we spoke about processes. Like what's the difference between a process and activities? Are there, is there any difference in that or? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the the process is the, is how you do the activity. So you've got your tasks and you say, well, I have product development task, but that's the first step in the process of getting to a finished product. So, you know, I'll, again, I'll set a, a number of revisions uh, on, you know, the goods that I make, personal, personal care stuff. And I'm like, okay, if I can't get to a revision that I like in three tries, then I'm going to move on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Uh, so I'm, I'm very cutthroat, you know, with my time just because I don't have a ton of time because of the day job. And I, I'd imagine there's a lot of hobbyists who feel the same way who do have the day job, you know, and then like, oh, I can't spend 60 hours a week on this. Um, some people do, but I, I've right. chosen to make sure I get enough sleep. You know, sometimes I'm, you know, up in the wee hours, which, which I then rein myself in. Uh, but you know, having the, the process to do the things and, and assigning time to that process as well is really helpful to move the whole, uh, product forward. That makes a lot of sense. So let's take one of your hobbies, pick whichever one you want and, um, and pick, 
and tell us what that hobby is. Tell us one activity and a process for that activity. So that way we can kind of tie it all together real quick. Um, yeah. So I guess I would, uh, take the candle making, uh, activity. Um, and you know, there's a product development side of it that took me quite a lot of time because I wanted to decide what type of candle I was going to make. And mm -hmm. then, um, so, um, I decided ultimately after looking at, um, you know, candle holders and things like that, that I wanted to make my own. So that added time to the process that added time to my product development. Um, so I, once I decided, you know, after these quote three revisions, I decided what it is I want to do. And at that point I costed out, um, I costed out, um, on my time and on the materials, you know, ultimately, you know, with a handmade, uh, homemade, you know, business, the most of the cost is probably going to be your time. Yeah. So, um, you know, in finding products that are, have, um, a low material cost is probably pretty key um, because so much of your time is going to be part of that product. So um, that's really the first step in the process is to determine, is this viable? You know, yeah. can I do this? And then, um, you know, the second step is actually doing the item and trying to optimize the time it takes to make that thing. Um, so that's of course a, a really critical step too, because maybe I'm really crappy at making candles, you know, right. and it, it takes me cause it, it did take me a long time to figure out the concrete portion of it. You know, it, it, it has a lot of environmental factors to it. So, you know, deciding at the second stage, should I continue going forward with this? You know, so I optimize my time and the time it makes for me to make, make the candles, and then the third piece is, okay, what is the profit? Where can I sell it? Can I sell it? Is it selling? Is it something that nobody wants? Is it something that everybody wants? And at that point, I decide, okay, so how much time should I spend on this particular product? So those are kind of the three steps to make, to, to come to my decision if it's a viable product for me to continue to make. Right. Um, so that last step is about, okay, if it's going to take me 10 hours to make one candle, it's really not viable. It's something I'll make for friends and family, but it's not viable as a product and as a business. And when we say it's not viable, we're talking about so to be able to scale it, right? So we're not talking about you're doing one just for fun. You're talking about, okay, I'm going to have a product that I love to make, but now I got to make a thousand of these. So how do I scale this? And this is, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is why streamlining those processes and understanding those activities really come into effect is when you want to scale this into a real production, right? Yep. Yep. And again, it kind of comes back for me personally, it comes back to my time and how good I'm at it making the thing, <laughs> right. you know? Um, so, and, and, you know, I do keep scale in mind, you know, when I'm designing a product for, to, for sale, I do keep scale in mind that those three steps until I get to that third step of, you know, how much profit am I making off of this product? how much then you back into your time and say, okay, I can make X amount of dollars, but I'll need to spend, you know, 40 hours a week doing this and that's not viable. So uh, having that scale in mind and understanding where your distribution is for your product, yeah. which I guess yeah. would be the next step, um, that, that would be critical uh, on deciding, you know, do I have the proper distribution for selling these items and what that scale would be? 
you know, as a personal maker, I have, you know, I use the example as 20 hours a month. It sounds really small, but I can, I've streamlined my processes where I know where to spend my time. And right. I've gotten really good at some things and mediocre at other things, you know, but I, the mix is where I look at my end result of the yearly profit. So now I can hear people saying, okay, uh, it sounds like the fun of the hobby is going away with all of these processes in place, right? How do we strike the balance between still having fun, wanting to do a business and still having fun, but still putting those processes in place to be able to scale? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess that's, um, I guess certainly that's a personal, uh, decision or personal, um, thing, depending on what you're making. I find fun in my, the projects that I make in choosing the materials, choosing the fabric, choosing the scents, choosing the, the concrete, the colors and that sort of thing. So my creativity kind of still hits that, even though I'm following this process, I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to make that today because it's, it's blue and purple. You know, right. I really, that's kind of what I'm feeling today. Um, you know, I still, I, I don't know how, how to describe how, I still find it fun, but I do. It's it's my original, I call it my trade, but, you know, sewing. Um, and I, I don't know, I guess I, I limiting my time to it so I don't get burnt out, right. I think is also another, uh, another factor. I think that's a great tip is saying, look, I'm, I, I need to do this. I'm going to do one hour of processes and activities or whatever I need to do the, the quote unquote boring stuff, right. For, for people that don't care about that, but you got to do that and then focus the rest. So I, I always say that it's like, don't feel like you're wasting time on anything. It's a schedule, whatever you want to do. And it's not a waste of time. You scheduled it. If playing a video game is something you want to do, don't just do it randomly. Go schedule playing the video game and then schedule work. So then you feel good because now you've done everything you wanted to do. Right. So I'm a hundred percent with you on that. I think, you know, limiting it, scheduling it. I think it's a great thing. Um, Okay, so we're convinced we need we need activities. We need to break them down. We need to streamline them. What's the first step I should take uh, to do that? Um, <clears throat> I guess um, you know I'm a I'm a big proponent of of you know creating a kind of a game plan. Um, you know, essentially my business model. Um, for what I'm going to be making. And again, mm -hmm. I, I sound like a broken record, but it really does for me come back to my time and my commitment. Okay. How much can I actually spend doing this? And is yeah. it, is it worth my time? Um, you know, uh, so I guess I, I don't know if I have a better answer than that, but it's, it's very particular since I am so scheduled throughout the day yeah. to actually schedule time for uh, my hobbyist and and for the making piece. So I don't know if that, you know, it does, is helpful, it does help because but... I think we were just talking about scheduling <clears throat> yeah. things through, right? I think it does help, which is very different than a hobby where you just wake up on a Sunday and go do whatever you want and finish whenever you want, right? Very, very different than that. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's great. Now, uh, do you have any recommendations for particular tools that people can can use to start analyzing and putting activities down, or is it just Google Docs? What do you recommend? Um, 
and I guess I'm kind of old school when it comes to that. I, I like starting with a blank sheet of paper and generally that's a spreadsheet. Pa oh, paper. Oh, spreadsheet. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Paper. I thought you, digital. no, I thought you meant, cause some no, people do, yeah. you know, well, some people will start sketches on real, yeah. on real paper, right? <laughs> I'll, um, I'll, I'll have this vision in my mind of what I want to do. You know, I'll make, literally make lists in my spreadsheet and start building now the cost of the goods, my time. And I found that if I, you know, I've gone on, you know, Google, I've searched like apps for this, you know, particular apps um, to small business, home business, that sort of thing. But it's never what I'm looking for. Right. Um, I've always looked to build something from scratch on my own spreadsheet because you're if you get a prefab, you know, um, app or something like that, you're now twisting your your product into the fields of that app. Versus right. just vomiting everything you know onto a spreadsheet and organizing it from there. So maybe it's a little old school. I'm not a fan of, you know, standalone, uh, um, I don't know, what, I guess, apps. You know, I am just like, okay, this is how my brain thinks. Because if yeah. it's an app, I have to change my brain on how that <laughs> was developed, you know. Yep. Yep. Totally. No. And I think basically what you're saying is like, pick the app that helps you get organized. Right. Yeah. So for you, it's a spreadsheet for yeah, me, for maybe me. a standalone app for somebody else. It may be a piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah. Like so I paper. find, yeah. Right. I mean, whatever, whatever software form, whatever that matches your brain. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. No, that makes, that makes total know. sense. No, no, no. It, it makes <laughs> sense. Right. Cause there's, it's not one thing that fits for everybody. Yeah. We're all unique individuals, just like our hobbies and what we make. So, um, okay. Do we streamline everything or is it okay to leave some things as they are and, you know, forget streamlining everything? Um, yeah, I guess, um, I find again, I'm my, my example is kind of the handmade homemade craft level sewing and personal goods is that, um, you know, I, um, I tend to have, um, you know, I, I get some ideas of some new products that I can make. Um, so that, you know, isn't always the most lockstep thing, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I'll go to the store, I'll see something, you know, Ooh, that, that would be fun to make. And I, I guess a good and bad of that is like, you know, Ooh, I can make that for sale, you know, versus like, Ooh, that looks like fun to try. Right. So, I still have this, these both sides of like, Ooh, I just want to try glass etching, but I don't think I'll ever, you know, be able to turn that into a product, but that's still fun to try. So I do have my time spent, you know, kind of doing the, the stuff that isn't being turned into a product. Right. So I would say, you know, I don't necessarily streamline that, but it is in the back of my brain, like, Ooh, and then immediately, no. <laughs> you know? So, so really what you're saying is if you're not going to try to scale whatever you're making, forget about streamlining it, just do it, have fun and yeah. do it like normal. But if you are thinking of whatever you're making, even if I'm making this little cap, right. And I need a thousand of those. Now I got to figure out, okay, what plastic do I buy? You know, how do I quickly print this blah, 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 and start streamlining that. Correct. Yep. Yeah, yep. makes sense. Yep. So is streamlining and um, creativity opposites? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think if you, um, you know, in my, I'll go back to my day job, but a lot of creativity in my day job is finding that right process, you mm -hmm. know? And, you know, maybe I come up with a new way to 
hold a meeting. I mean, it sounds boring, but there is a little piece of creativity in that for me personally of like, ooh, I came up with, you know, two or three things that are unique that no one else is doing. Right. And again, it, it's a business process, but it, it streamlined my my process. And I'm I'm proud that I came up with this new process. And that mm -hmm. to me has create that that um, hits my creativity brain. I have to tell you, I 100% agree with you. Doing this podcast is super fun. What people don't see is all the processes, templates, and everything I've done before it that allows me to do this for fun while I'm still working full time, right? Yep. So I'm 100% with you that I think really understanding processes, setting them up, and allowing you to scale is actually a very creative process it, in yep. itself, right? And I think it's important. I'm saying this because I want people not to think of, because I, I I'm, on purpose, I kept saying, oh, it's boring, right? It's boring, but it really isn't boring. You, you have to change your mind frame and the way you think about putting activities, processes in place to be able to scale, but make that in itself a creative process and then you'll enjoy it. Yep. And I yep. think that's why you and I enjoy it, right? Because we see it as a creative process, not just yep. as, oh, we have to come up with things to to scale here. Yep, absolutely. So yeah. how do we measure success? Um, I guess it depends on what, what you're doing. You know, as far as like if I'm, again, the example of I want to try something new um, just, you know, as a maker, as an individual maker, yeah. my my level of success is did i enjoy that you know was that fun <laughs> you know right. if i'm developing a product um you know did i succeed on my personal uh rate of return and did i succeed on the overall profit return you know and you know as a homemade maker that's you know it's not always what other people might think but mm -hmm. your definition of success, your your level of that determines your personal success. Whereas if you if you said, you know, looking on the outside, oh, you know, that's not really uh, a lot of, you know, that isn't a success. But you're in control. Like as right. a personal maker, you're in control of how much um, what those metrics are and if right. your definition of success. I love what you said, which is I've always think of success as how many do we sell, how many clicks that we get, you know, the people like the video, whatever. But you also put in how happy does this make me, which normally yep. you don't think of that as, as a success measure. I mean, you do when you're doing a hobby, but not when you're doing the business, right? I think that's a really important. That's a, I think that's a really, really important thing to think about. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's it's part of kind of the secret sauce and being able to yeah. produce more products is that I actually it enjoy it. I enjoy yeah. picking out the fabric. I enjoy picking out the yarn. But then again, I have to limit myself. But there is that piece that is, is this fun? And if it's not fun, then you need to reevaluate, at least for me. You know, I will reevaluate if something's not fun anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that because I always talk about, you know, make sure whatever you do, you love because then, you know, you'll love doing it every single day, right? Yep. But I never talk about put a measurement on that, right? I mean, whatever that measuring, it could be one to 10, whatever you feel is 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 a way to measure it, right? But I put a measurement on that and and track it and go, okay, this isn't fun anymore, you know? Yeah. And it falls between this threshold of fun that I want. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, which, no, I think it's great. Um, measurement okay. of fun. 
<laughs> measurement of fun, right? <laughs> I, I honestly, I'm going to put that in my job in the spreadsheet, like with all the other stats. Honestly, I love it. <laughs> so, um, okay, I I found out. Let's say my strength is not doing any of everything, anything that we just spoke about. What do I do? I still want to have a business. I still want to move my hobby into a business. What do I do now? Um, gosh, um, I think you would, I think you just start, you know, if you have something in mind that you want to make or do, you just start. And that's kind of the maker part of it. It's like, let's just do it. Just start it. Mm -hmm. And then as you, as you start, you learn all sorts of things. And then if you, you know, if you decide you want to go a certain direction, then maybe you need to consult with some folks who maybe have some, you know, accounting background or uh, even marketing, you know, that sort of thing and start, pull in your network of people yeah. in, you know, it doesn't always have to be yourself alone. Um, you know, maybe you're the maker, but you've got 10 people who are in, you know, uh, you know, marketing or, or sales or something like that. And you're right. like, Hey, you know, what do you think about this? So I guess bringing in others, I, I hate to use the word validate because I feel like validating comes from me personally. You know, mm -hmm. if I'm, I'm the maker, I'm kind of, you know, if I enjoy this, that's kind of my validation, you know, exactly. I don't always look out for validation, but in some cases, if you do want something to become a business, you kind of have to look on those different pieces and, and list some other people into your, into your space, into your sphere. So partner up with people. If, if activities and streamlining is in your cup of tea, partner up with somebody that like you, that loves doing that. Right. And yeah. is willing to partner up. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Karen, it's been a lot of fun. I have one last question for you before we go, which is um, the most important tip you can provide somebody uh, about moving from hobby to business or uh, the, something you wish you would have known when you did started doing that, that you know today. Yeah. So um, I guess the most important thing is that um, don't, don't yourself for yourself, don't make yourself the roadblock. You know, you just need to start. You just need to do it. If you find something that you enjoy, just start doing it. Just start making it. And then those decisions will come if you do want to turn that into a business. But in the beginning, you're like, oh, this is, let's just start. I guess that's my, my just main do mantra. It. Just do it. Yeah, you know, I was trying to avoid that. But yeah, just start. Well, no, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's an <laughs> yeah. old tagline, right, from Nike. Yep. But, the, but it's something I live by all the time, to be honest with you. It's like, why talk about it? Just do it. Yep. And fail. Yep. And then move on to and, the next thing. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I'm, I'm with you 100%. Karen, it's been a pleasure. Great. I had a lot of fun speaking with you. Great. Thanks so much. If uh, people want to get a hold of you, they can go check out IamAMaker.org, right? And they can see yep. everything there. Anything else you'd like to Twitter or anything else? Or is it, everything is on that site? Uh, just go to the website. You'll see uh, branching out from there. Excellent. Fantastic. Okay. Karen, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Makers and Nerds podcast. If you did, please subscribe and hit the like button. If you didn't, please leave a comment below and tell me why. Also remember to visit makersandnerds.com to join our community of makers and nerds helping each other make money with our passions and hobbies. And if you want to get a hold of me, just email me, marcelo at makersandnerds.com. On a final note, remember to believe in yourself. I know you could do it. Take your hobby, go make money with it, and do what you love all the time, not just after work. Until the next episode, see ya. See ya.